John Shannon with Radio Free Galisteo, and today I am speaking with Shauna Bannon, who is a female MMA fighter. Shauna resides and trains in Ireland, and she will be fighting on September 28th in Invicta Fighting Championships, Invicta FC 49, which is going to be held in uh, Sugar Creek Casino in Hinton, Oklahoma. We'll talk to her a little bit more about that shortly. Shauna's got a a long history with martial arts. Her dad has a kickboxing studio, and that's where she started at age three. Shauna, welcome. Thanks so much for having me. It's a pleasure, and uh, thank you for being here. Shauna is joining us from Ireland today, and we have a little bit of time difference, but uh, it seems to be working out in both our favor. Shauna, this is something that's been in your blood. You started at age three. Your dad had a kickboxing studio. Tell us how that all transpired and how you grew up in that world. Yeah, so my dad done kickboxing most of his life. And then in 1993, the year that I was born, he opened his own gym, Tala Martial Arts. So from the age of three, I was literally, I was in the gym before that, but I started doing the classes from three. And then just as the years went on, I just fell in love, got competitive with it and won multiple world and European titles. And yeah, it's been my whole life, really. Yeah, in fact, from what I, I've read here, you do hold multiple world and European championships. You were a national team member of WTF Olympic style Taekwondo. And you did that just before switching over to MMA, mixed martial arts. Tell us, before we talk about the MMA, tell us a little bit about your history with Taekwondo. So I I was doing kickboxing for loads of years. And then I like my goal was always to go to the Olympics. I always had this like thing where I wanted to go to the Olympics. And they kept saying kickboxing will be in the next one, it'll be in the next one. But you know, getting a sport into the Olympics is a long process. So I realised that it wasn't going to be in it in my day of fighting. I, I do think it probably might be in not the next one, the one after now. But at that stage, like I wanted to have kids and like, you know, I, I wasn't hanging on for that long. And then it mightn't have even happened. So there was a fella that was local in the area who had just nearly qualified for the Olympics in Taekwondo. He was only 70 and I think his name was Jack Woolley. So he'd done the trials and I remember being like, I can do that. And a lot of people in England were transferring over to Taekwondo from kickboxing. So I was like, do you know what? I'm going to give it a bash. I'm going to try it and give it me all and see see how it goes. So I've done that for about a year and a half. And because I joined in 2017. So the Olympic cycle is 2016 to 2020. So I was a bit behind the Olympic cycle, but I was also years behind because most of the people that were aiming for the Olympics had been doing it their whole lives. So I was a bit behind, but what I was planning on doing was gaining the qualifications through the European trials, but I needed to gain ranking points as well so that I had a good chance. So I was flat out doing tournaments. I was away like every two weeks I was away competing, just trying to gain the ranking points because every fight you win, you get more ranking points and more ranking points towards the Olympics, which was the end goal. But I just, you know what, I just missed punching people in the face. Like I really missed punching people in the face. My first few tournaments, I got disqualified. Like, cause I was punching people in the face, and like that style of taekwondo is really traditional. I don't know if you've ever seen like they wear the the body armors and they yeah, yeah but it's super traditional. Like there's no messing. So like everyone was horrified that I punched someone in the face, and I was like, what's the issue? 
What's the issue? <laughs> so, yeah, there was just a few things and the real sets. And I tried for like a year and a half and I was on the national team. I went to Korea for the world championships. I traveled loads with it. Um, but it just it just wasn't for me. Uh-huh. Like it wasn't for me. And yeah, the, the punching the, in the face. Because of the face punching. <laughs> you need that. Like, like I've done that my whole life and then it was just taken away from me. And I was like, really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So like most of my scores in Taekwondo were you're allowed punched to the body. So, so many of my scores would have been punches to the body because psychics didn't really score as well as roundhouse kicks. And my style of kickboxing that I done would have been a lot of psychics. So it just, it wasn't for me. I really tried. I want, like, I was like, my goal is the Olympics. And I done well at international tournaments and stuff, but I just didn't have passion or love for it. And I think you need that if you want to be successful at anything. Like, you need to love it. So then I was like, what do I do now? Do I go back to kickboxing? Like, what's the crack? But Paddy, my coach now, was training in the facility that we were doing Taekwondo one of the days because he was switching gyms, so that he, they had nowhere to train for a period of time. And, and that's I remember Paddy that, Yeah, yeah. So he was doing a jiu-jitsu class before or after one of our classes, and I was looking at it, and I was like, what are they doing? Like, that's mad. Like, I, I didn't have a clue what was going on. Like, just looked like they were hugging each other and doing weird things. And I was like, what is this? But I was a bit interested. I was like, I'd like to know more. So then after I decided to leave Taekwondo, I was like, do you know what? I'm going to just do jiu-jitsu, do something new, learn a new sport and just have fun and not be competitive. But then, sure, I done one jiu-jitsu class the following day. I was in an MMA class and I fell in love with it instantly. Like, I was like, this is the one for me. Plenty yeah. of face punching. Yeah, I could punch people in the face again. And I just think, like, with MMA, like, I can truly express myself as a mixed martial artist. Like, there's, it's just, it's just, there's so much going on. You can grapple, you can wrestle, you can strike, you can strike on the floor, you can strike standing. There's just so much to it that it's, it's addictive because I don't think you'll ever know everything. And you're constantly learning. And it just keeps my mind going. Earlier, you mentioned you were as you were thinking about the Olympics and the, the the long process it would take, and you you mentioned wanting to have kids. You do have a child now. Uh, I do, yeah. A one year old uh, little boy named Jace. Yeah, Jace. He's one and a half. Yeah. So, yeah, I had Jace in twenty twenty. Um, best thing that ever happened to me. Like literally, my I thought I was competitive and driven before. He had just gives me like a new lease of life because I know that I'm doing this for him to change his life and his kids' life. And yeah, he's he's my little baby. I love him so much. Indeed. And and you're undefeated since his birth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Be eight and hours a mom next week. Excellent. Yeah. What can you tell us about the uh Invicta Fighting Championships and, and how did you get involved with them? So like when I started like when I started MMA, Invicta was always the goal because it's the biggest female promotion in the world and most of the best female martial artists came from that and have and have been champions there um, and I think it's such a high platform for me to fight on now and the next step of my career it's just amazing like the show always has the highest level of female athletes and that's what you want you want to constantly challenge yourself with the best that there is I definitely think Invicta has the best in the world at the moment I'm so excited to get my journey started with them. Uh, I was going to ask you about the the pay differential between men and women fighters. 
And has Invicta really been able to help make up that difference? Yeah, like the this is obviously my first. This is my first fight with them. This is my debut, and like the fair, the the pay is equal. Starting off in MMA, the pay wouldn't be amazing, but it's definitely a step up from where I was. And um, Shannon and all the team have been nothing but like amazing since I've been dealing with them. Like flights and everything is all sorted, and I get to go over and take the next step in my career and the pay it's good i mean i think it's a lot and i'm I'm sure you'd agree it's been a long time coming for uh this sort of equity with regard um i think women's sports in general but certainly certainly within the fighting world that's been true yeah yeah for sure it's like i think it's becoming more equal especially mma in comparison to other sports i think a lot of people are tuning in and following female mixed martial artists now whereas a couple of years ago it wasn't really a thing whereas there's definitely a rise and growth in female MMA at the moment. And I think it's a very exciting time to be a part of. What do you think's driving that? I think because the ladies, they put on a show. There's girls go out there and they fight till the death. Like they have that fight in them. It's, I don't know what it is. It's just there's something about it. And we always put on exciting fights. And I think the more and more that there is, people have more training partners, so people are getting better because they have more people to push them. And there's just more females in every gym constantly. So the growth is just going up and up and up, and it's great to see. This is Radio Free Galisteo. Music and information from the Galisteo Basin. Radio Free Galisteo is listener-supported. Go to www.radiofreegalisteo.com and click on our Patreon support button to become an active supporting member of Radio Free Galisteo. Who are some of your uh, idols Uh, through the years? What fighters did you... Did you look up to and and uh, maybe model yourself after and I, I and that can be you know men or women. Yeah, I think um, Valentina Shevchenko is definitely um, probably one of my favorites because she's kind of the lighter side of the females. Like she's closer to my one, and I just love her fight style. I think she's such a well-rounded fighter. She always ends up keeping it mainly on the feet, but if she wants to go to the ground, she's dominant there as well. Um, I love watching Rose Namunes fighting as well. I think she's she's a really cool fighter. Um, Whaley as well. Whaley is amazing. I think she's uh very well rounded and explosive and fast and exciting to watch. Um, them them three would probably be my top three. But I think Ronda is obviously the go for female MMA. She's the one that kind of put put female MMA on the maps, you know. And who are you fighting on the twenty eighth? Nadia Vera from Mexico. Do you want to talk about that fight or are we? And, yeah, and... yeah, no problem talking about it. Yeah, she's um, she can I came like through the IMAS route, and um, so that was the amateur scene for me. Like a lot, like it was very difficult for me to get fights in my amateur career, um, because I had a kickboxing background. So, like someone being starting off in MMA, I would have been a little bit more ahead because I had all my kickboxing experience. So it was really hard for me to get matched. Uh, a lot of people would say, yeah, and then pull out, or people would just say, no. I had to go to England to get a couple of fights, but majority of my fights were through the IMAFs because that's a tournament base. So 
once you sign up you kind of can't really pull out because you're there representing your country so that was where I got a good amount of my fights and she would have been similar I think she had a good few fights at the IMAX as well um I actually fought her teammate in the IMAX um in 2019 she I had her in my first fight I think she's tough she, she's game she's tough she's undefeated as well as a professional so um we both have our zero to go but it's gonna be that's gone um she's tough she's a tough fighter um I think she's she has kind of well-rounded I just think that I'm better than her everywhere like I don't see if the match is anywhere I don't see where she's gonna beat me I'm just better than her all right we will find out on the 28th for sure and if you want we can come back and uh you come back and talk to us about the fight too yeah for Uh, sure for sure that would be great so tell everybody what's a typical training day like for you so me, I get up in the morning, get Jay sorted, get me sorted, drop him to crash, and then I'll have my morning session. My morning sessions Monday to Friday would normally be my strength conditioning or my cardio or my pad work. And then at one o'clock, I collect Jace from crash. We get him sorted. I have a bit of a playtime with him, dinner, get him sorted. And then in the evening time, I have my technical sessions. So that would be like either sparring, or my technical grappling, my technical wrestling, um, all them sessions are in the evening then. And then a Saturday would be my rest day, but I normally do a hot yoga class. My sister teaches hot yoga, so I, I like to do that for like a bit of active recovery. And then Sunday is my loads of grappling rounds. So we have like an open mat in Paddy's gym. It's called, we call it Sunday mass. So everyone comes from loads of different gyms and we get there's 10 rounds on the on the clock, 10 rounds by six minutes. And we just get loads of grappling rounds in. So that's my my average week. Wow. Wow. And then Jason between all of that <laughs> running well, after a toddler. <laughs> yeah. Well, it seems it seems you found a good balance. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I like I wouldn't be able to do it without my friends and family. They help so much. So I'm very grateful for having them because I wouldn't be able to be chasing my dream, my dream without them. So I imagine your family is quite proud of the direction you've taken with this. I, what I was going to ask you is if you you would have seen yourself maybe staying on in either kickboxing uh, as opposed to MMA. If you had the choice, would you do the same thing you've done? Yeah, 100%. I love kickboxing. It was my, it literally was my whole life, like my, like growing up in primary school, secondary school, college, I done it my whole life. I just think with MMA, it just gives me a different fire in my belly that I never had with kickboxing. I probably did have at one stage because I done it for so long and I was, after winning everything there was to win, the goals weren't as exciting after doing them a few times, you know. So um, I definitely think I needed that change. And MMA has definitely given me, it just clicks with me. I'm just, it's my thing. I'm just determined to get to the top in it. Well, that's fantastic. You are a straw weight fighter. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I guess uh, it's it's never, it was never <laughs> appropriate to ask a woman what her weight is. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, what's the range for straw weight? So straw weight is 115 pounds. So I would have, like my my last professional fight was 125 pounds and the one before that was 115. 115 is what I'll be doing going forward, but I can fight 125 as well. Um, 125 is fairly easy for me to make. Like majority of my amateur, I've fought actually at like every weight. I fought 115, 125, 
135 and 145 <laughs> because wow. amateur I it was so hard to get fights so I used to just take them at the heavier weight because it was a fight um so yeah I've had a lot of different weight classes but 115 is going to be my my weight class for my professional career MMA is a it's a tough it's a tough combat sport really I mean uh are you concerned about injury and then specifically you know I mean uh, certainly with all the grappling there's uh issues with joints and all that other stuff but um uh traumatic brain injury is is constantly brought up in in any of these combat sports um you know boxing kickboxing and and MMA in particular what are your what are your thoughts on it yeah like obviously you're wearing four ounce gloves so they're they're small it's nearly like bare knuckle um but my style of fighting i like cuz i came from a point fighting kickboxing background I move a lot, so I my style is move, hit, and don't be hit. So I've been lucky. Like my last two fights, I don't think I I, I got punched at all. Like maybe one or two. Like I I move a lot. I I'm good at defending myself. Yeah, I'm confident with my game and style that I'm not gonna get damaged. If I put myself in a dominant position and finish the fight, it is what it is. And with the joints and stuff with grappling. I have good strength conditioning and I do a lot of recovery work as well to prevent any of that happening. I've been lucky so far that I haven't had any major injuries. I broke my nose once or twice, but other than that, I've been I've been fairly lucky. You know, I, I kind of look after myself so that I don't get injured. We're very safe in our gym, you know, like we don't fucking spar to kill each other. We're we're safe. like we spar competitively, but we're we're safe. We don't um we don't try to hurt each other. We're training partners at the end of the day and we need each other. So we are very good like that. And the coaches all enforce that as well. Jace is one and a half. When is he going to start uh, doing his martial arts training? He's already started. <laughs> <laughs> He's already started. He knows how to do over a naked choke. He's been psychic and since he can walk and he does his dush dush with a shadow boxing. He's on route already. <laughs> wow. Even quicker than you started. Yeah, for sure. But to be honest, he I think he's gonna be a footballer. He's obsessed with football. It's like everything is ball, ball, ball. Yeah. So I yeah. think the football might take a I don't know. I like but I'm just gonna put him into everything. When I was younger, I'd done da- Irish dancing for a while and I was competitive at that, and then I done hip hop dancing. I wasn't great at that now though. But the Irish dance and I was all right at, and like there was a stage where I kind of had to decide. So I think when you're younger, you're just better off doing a little bit of everything. And then when you get to a certain age, choose what you're going to be good at and try and be competitive and successful in that, you know. But I have a funny feeling it might be football. Yeah, it very well could be. Yeah, Um, yeah. So we are talking with Shauna Bannon, who is an MMA fighter, and she will be fighting this September 28th at the Sugar Creek Casino in Hinton, Oklahoma. When is it? That's Wednesday, September 28th, and it's 8 p.m. Eastern time to 11 p.m. Eastern time. So here where we are in New Mexico, that's 6 to 9 p.m. It's going to be broadcast live on uh, cable networks, AXS TV, Fight Network, Invicta's FC Facebook page, and also their YouTube channel. Shauna, as we're winding up, any any last thoughts today? No, just tune in, guys, because I'm going to put on a performance of a lifetime. I'm the fittest I've ever been, the healthiest, best shape in my life, and I just I feel so ready for this. So I'm tuning in to see a great fight. It sounds I'll give really... you the nice finish. 
it sounds like it's going to be really exciting. I'm going to get on there and see how you do. And then uh, let's let's talk to you uh, sometime after after you uh, recover from the fight and um, yep. talk about what happened and what's next. Yeah, 100% for sure. Okay. Shauna, what a pleasure. Thank you for being here today with us. Thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it, John. Thank you. You're very welcome. Talk to you soon. Best of luck in the fight. Thank you. For Radio Free Galisteo, I'm John Shannon.